Hello and welcome to dun, 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 the 50th 5-0. Hello, we have made it the 50th episode of the First Exchange Podcast with me, your host, Lydia Dedal. Well, can you believe that we made it to 50 episodes? How cool is this? Um, and how fitting that we had a stunning guest in with us this week, uh, Nico Reynolds, also known as the creator, the curator, the mastermind behind Little Porties, and also the fantastic chef on the season, current season of Lodging with Lucy, aka Living with Lucy, that's on Virgin Media at the moment. He came in to talk all about foods, his life, his journey, and more food again, which was really, really good because um, I like food. Um, uh, so we had a really great chat just talking about everything and um, just so interesting. And like always, the podcast goes from one thing to the next thing and then back again. The the beauty of uh, the First Exchange podcast. Um, but before I let you go, enjoy the 50th episode of the first exchange can i just say as always as i say to you every single week thank you so much to everyone for all your support so we have got some very exciting news this week we have partnered up with the wonderful dubliner whiskey for the next couple of weeks you are going to be able to get your hands on some wonderful whiskey at a 10 percent discount yes you heard me right 10 percent discount off Dubliner Whiskey for all of our wonderful listeners. All you have to do is type in the promo code Lydia, hello, L-Y-D-I-A, my name, and you will get yourself 10% off Dubliner Whiskey. To avail of the 10% offer, head over to www.thedld.com. Not only have they decided to give us 10% off, but they've also given us a couple of bottles to give away. So for the next couple of weeks on our social media, you could be in with the lucky chance of getting your hands on your own bottle of Dubliner whiskey, free of charge. All you got to do is enter the competition. So make sure you stay tuned and keep an eye on all our socials over the next couple of weeks. And that lucky winner could be you. And with all that, I will now let you go and enjoy the 50th episode of the First Exchange podcast with Nico Randalls. Welcome. Thank you so much. Episode 50. Yeah. Special the, one. The half century. Half a century. Listen. Is that the Jubilee or the Diamond Jubilee or where are we in hmm. terms of Jubilee? Is it? Jubilee? <laughs> <laughs> my, my trusty uh, Googler over here is going to find <laughs> out. Uh, but yeah, if you knew kind of where we've come from, when I when I done the first one, it was sort of like Shane was like, I think you would be really good at doing a podcast. You should come and do a podcast with me. And I was like, okay. And uh, we'd fun. The first one was great, but... I didn't know we get to 50. Was it, was it in here? Yeah, yeah. Sick. And yeah, yeah, what, what did it start off with? Because this is pretty impressive. <clears throat> like, I could, I could live in here happily. The, yeah, the, oh, I've said it many times. I was like, can I just move? I was like, is there a share here? I could just move in. But uh, it was, it's this room, but all the little bits that you've kind of been collecting items, yeah. like the, the paintings. It's, it's and so well organized. Little tea section. Yeah, tea. <laughs> there's some coffee. Gold frames up there. Yes. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got books. We've also got a little framed, uh, the first exchange. And uh, Dublin whiskey has its uh, own shelf up there as well. Oh, absolutely. What a fantastic uh, <laughs> <introduction>. <laughs> our next segment. <laughs> You've done this before, Nico. We are. This is the. This is actually so special because it's our first episode that is sponsored oh, by Dubliner Whiskey. So we're very excited now that brands like Dubliner Whiskey would like to get involved with us. So we have a little taste test here. Yes. So we're going to have a little taste. I haven't tasted it yet. Shall My we? first time. Yes. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Honeycomb. Oh, that's delicious. 
I could uh, I could see myself with a, a glass of crushed ice, a little bit of mint, yeah. a little bit of ginger ale. Sitting Please, down. by all means, Nico, continue. <laughs> Sit, sitting down on the side of a beach somewhere at the shore laps in. That'd be nice. Uh, this is actually delicious. It's the Dubliner whiskey and it's uh, the whiskey and honeycomb. I should have known that with the honeycomb blend. That is actually really, really good, isn't it? Yeah, I could dance around to that. Hmm, delicious. So anyway, we better get started before I drink too much of that whiskey and yeah, I forget I mean, why I'm, I'm here. I'm just looking at the bottle there. There's a, a fair chunk taken out of <laughs> that's, already. That's yours, that's yours. <laughs> but listen, thank you so much for coming in. No, thank you for the invitation. I know that you're obviously very busy. In in the well, you, you seem to be judging by your Instagram. You're like cooking every day. Yeah, I mean that's just me every day. I'm just kind of I've always just used it as a little. Um, I don't want to use the word escape from reality, but it's always it's always the thing that has just slowed me down. Okay, it's the only thing I've ever really taken my time with that has been uh, of any great consequence to my life. You know, right? And I'm finally fortunate enough in a position to say. Uh, I'm doing what I like and I like what I do. Well, how long has this been going on? I mean, is cooking what? something that you've always been into? Give me, give, give our listeners a background. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, like, I was cooking from a young age and I'm just kind of fiddling around in the kitchen. I grew up in, um, mother's side of my family are Jamaican. Amazing. My dad's side are from uh, Strokestown and Roscommon, but that doesn't kind of have the same ring to it. Doesn't really. I not, mean, definitely not as sexy. Yeah, not as sexy, not as much flair. But I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll try and make it sexy. Um, yeah, so I kind of grew up with those two influences on me um, in the household. Um, mm. I got, learned that kind of style of cooking from my grandmother. I was always kind of either really? looking up at her, or looking look, looking over her shoulder, yeah. and I didn't actually ever remember helping out too much. I just uh, more of just. By osmosis kind of yeah. thing, and then uh, I was like looking at her base flavors and what she used and where she went with them, and, um, and then when I started living away, I started uh, translating that flavor so people could kind of understand it because. Mm. Um, Whenever I introduce that food, people are like, ah, it's too spicy. And you're like, okay, wait, let's just stop here. What, what do you think spicy is? Mm. I think a lot of people, certainly in this nation, have this preconceived notion of spice is supposed to attack you. It's supposed to be this thing you're supposed to conquer. <laughs> that, you know, the, the hardest person in the, in the house is the guy that eats the raw chili. And you're just like, yeah. just like what? are you eating raw onion? Are you doing the same thing? Yeah. Um, so I've always tried to... I went through a bit of an obsession with it of trying to make people understand the the complexity of what a, a spice is make spiced food rather than spicy. Yeah. So I was fiddling around with that from a young age and then I never ever really saw it as getting into a career. Yeah. Or not even a career, just earning money off it. And um, moved down to uh, Argentina when I was 22. Wow, that's very young. Yeah, I was close to going to Australia. Really? <laughs> that's a big uh, it's a big jump Argentina were you just looking at the A's on the on yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got down the, got down the phone book and like, you're hey. like agent Argentina oh, Australia cancel it Andorra so listen go back to tell, uh, this idea of your grandmother being in the kitchen and cooking is like fascinates me because mm. I think it sort of resonates with my me and my own grandmother mm. and like you know, straight away when I think about my grandmother, I think about um, bread and butter pudding, which was like her staple. And she's always making them. We never knew how she got it to taste so tasty. And so just. Yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah, I think with that is like, uh, 
you know, you have to walk into a lot of people who might have a similar story to myself mm-hmm. and yourself. And there's that one of the greatest tastes out there is that taste of nostalgia. It's yes. it's it's the almost the exact same thing you've been tasting for, you know, your entire life. And it's almost hasn't very varied too much because they've been doing the same things to yeah. it. And then I know when I go into my grandmother's house, I uh, it, it's it's always there's, she's still with us, but it's like it's always the same level that I go in I walk up the garden I smell the rosemary I open the door because uh, she lives in one of those houses where there's always people passing through it mm. and there's always a pot on the stove there's always yes. there's always something simmering there's always something bubbling there's always something roasting mm-hmm. whether it be the jerk pork or whether it be the 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 escabeche fish there's always some sort of fragrance or aroma just passing through and uh, I suppose because they mother side of my family lived uh, they they're in London but you know, I get to see them maybe three or four times a year. But my mother died when I was younger. So oh, wow. there was a, 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 a bit of a disconnect to mm. that heritage. Because, um, you know, I'm very aware of, uh, you know, the, the double heritage family living in Ireland. is mm-hmm. not too many Jamaicans around. There's not too many yeah. of Caribbean uh, descent around. So I started, when I moved back home, I said to myself, what could I start tomorrow that nobody's really doing that I know how to do? And. Currently, what I'm doing was the uh, is the uh, fruition of that. Amazing, and uh, the little party. I definitely want to talk about it, but I, <laughs> I'm not letting you get past this grandmother thing because I'm so. I, I the, and the reason I'm 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 so interested in it is because um, I don't know how you feel about life purpose or mm. you know why we're here, but mm. I have a real big fascination on it, and I love knowing or finding out when someone sits on the chair, you know, you're here for a reason. I've asked you to come on because I've recognized what you're doing is like really great work. And I appreciate that. You seem so passionate and just so, you know, you're, you're just spreading a really good vibe and message. So I was like, I have to get him in to talk oh, about cool. it. <laughs> but do you believe in life purpose? Do you feel that yeah, you're following abso- abso- something abso- now that abso- you're meant to do? Absolutely. F- wholeheartedly. Um, but there's a, there's an interesting dichotomy with that kind of train of thought process. It's, you could spend your whole life almost avoiding it and then mm-hmm. something comes along you're like oh my god yeah this is exactly why i'm supposed to be here now you, you, whether you give purpose to that um mm-hmm. to that endeavor or that endeavor gives purpose to you is it's it's the same outcome really isn't it it's yeah you're meant to be a part of it um through good fortune and hard work um you know, that purpose kind of comes clearer and clearer because you can get lost in the the, the, the plethora of opportunities and yes. that, that come across your plate. And Did you do anything else? Was there anything before food? Like, did you try your hand on anything where you kind of went, this is not for me? Well, like, originally when I went down to Argentina, I was just a 22-year-old with nothing going on in my yeah. life. Um, Ireland had just come out of the recession. Uh, this was, so this was like 2011, 2012, so... You know, there was the brain drain again. Everybody, everybody was going to Australia. Everybody was going to uh, uh, the U.S., London. Pick, choose your pick. <clears throat> so, for me, with that, I kind of had this thing in my mind. It was like, if I do a year visa, and then, you know, years, it's a long time, but it's not a, lot, a long time to, you know, figure something out. Yeah. You 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 want to go through a process. You want to you know you want to settle and you want to. Uh, make yourself comfortable and then in that comfortable there's that kind of do I get too comfortable I get too complacent so yeah, I mean it's life you get you get through but when you're moving to a different place you kind of you want to go through a process with it um, 
so yeah, I, I I don't think it was until I came back that um, I started seeing. All right, this is I started coming to terms with the with yeah. what we're talking about. Um, that it was more. Uh, yeah, this is for the first time in my life. I feel like everything's kind of fit. It's like mm-hmm. something I really like doing in a place where nobody's really doing it, and you know I have the, all the opportunities to, mm-hmm. to to start it tomorrow. And uh, it's funny when those kind of things come across. You're like, you don't really know you're in that moment yeah. until like you're like three or four months down the line. You're like, oh my god, this is I'm in it. This is ex- this is exactly what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you just got to be grateful for those such a well because you're in a very lucky position. Because I mean, how many people are in the world that have do not, you know, haven't found what they're passionate about? Yeah, because um, I, I, I think we're in a tricky time. That it's, uh, I mean, there's 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 pa- there's passion, and then there's a, I know the innate human condition of just expressing yourself, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's where passion ultimately comes from is just mm-hmm. being able to express yourself whether it be through food art maybe you're deadly at doing accounts there's there's yeah. you know what i mean it, it, it's it, yeah. there, there's, there's no wrong answers it's like i like doing this mm. i i uh i want to put everything into it and you know see where see, like there's there's winging it and seeing what happens i'm definitely mm-hmm. just kind of one of those see what happens kind of just put my heart yeah. and soul into something to see what happens so when we look at you know your journey within food um <clears throat> what is the like where is the joy in it for you you know is it feeding people is it seeing I their reactions love feeding people <laughs> love it like i i i want I, 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 I had a girlfriend once. She put on so much weight. I was about to say. I imagine. I, I'm a bit of a, a feeder. A yes, feeder? you are. Like, feeder is such a weighted word. Like I, it's so so weighty. No, I, I mean I like I like seeing her happy. Um, <laughs> all the sauces, yes. All the sauces. You deserve all the sauces. <laughs> um, no, yeah. It's 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 that it's that part of the. Um, I suppose the. There's a primalness to that that gathering, you know. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of looked at food that it's the, you know, there's very there's a few things that separate us from our ancestors now. There's mm. a lot of things that bring us together, and every single culture around the world is an expression of the the, the same whisper or echo. It's yeah. your, you know, the the the, the heart or your. I don't know, there's a pot on the stove somewhere in every country. You're yeah. walking back to it, and you can you can still smell it. I mean, the conversation we just had there about grandmothers is. Mm. I mean, that's a refrain around the world that is, it's, it's going to continue until, you know, the end of our civilization. But it is. And it's like, you know, it's, it, for me, I, I'm just a, a, an enjoyer of food, okay. you know, I just enjoy eating. And, but it's that thing of like, when you do travel and you do go on holidays or you go for a meal and it doesn't have to be this big fancy meal. It could be just something off a street stall oh, dude, yeah. and you just get that, like it. And then you think back and it just reminds you of a time and a place. And you're like, oh, remember we got those gorgeous, yeah. like, whatever. It's like, what were those things? Yeah, <laughs> like, what, I what the hell was that? And, you know, like, and you can just almost, like, it is the nostalgia. And you can feel the heat of, like, a hot evening. And oh. just all just all those different things I'm that go there, with I'm food. I'm there with you. Right? You <laughs> know what I mean? I'm there with you. Because like, people ask, what's my favorite restaurant in the world? And uh, Do you get asked that a lot? Yeah, and I know exactly what it is. It was this, I, I moved to this neighborhood in, Buenos Aires is like um, it was a Peruvian neighborhood but um, I remember getting the bus I started this this new job and I was on this bus route and when I'd go in the morning I'd just like be driving by and I'd see 
like five or six people just outside this hole in the wall and then I drive back at the um on the bus you know five or six hours later same amount of people I walk by it and I'm like dude I, I have to check this out served three things and they were it was like a like this rib sandwich uh, a pork shoulder sandwich and um and uh, like a chori band which is like an Argentine hot dog Argentine sausage sandwich more and that was it and it was just like the like the the, the place was open for 23 hours the, like the coals were never never cold Amazing. It, it open 365 days of the year the, like the the fat had made a like nice big crust on the uh mm. Oh my god, it's such a creep. I'm actually. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I'm there. I'm like, I can feel. I'm like. This is what we're encouraging. Bloody hell, maybe. <laughs> mm, is right but yeah I, I mean I totally get it and you know it's just when you think about it, not even places but also you know um, family mm. and the one thing that links us all is always a, a bit of grub do you know, I mean? I know when I go home my dad's like right get the barbecue on and you know everything and items like in the fridge is thrown yeah. thrown on that barbecue and it's just really an excuse for us all to just sit around the table with the dogs and have a glass of wine and catch up you know it's like yeah, it's it's the one thing that's just bound us all together. It is. Through this hot mess. This hot mess. Well, there's none of that happening anymore at, at all. Um, but yeah, so then, you, how long did you spend in Arge- uh, uh, Argentina? I was there for the guts of six and a half years. That's, that's a long time. Yeah, it was a great place to spend the 20s. It's, it just got so complex. Um, like, I'll give you an example. Like, the first apartment I rented... Decent enough area, maybe akin to maybe like a Ranler or something. Yeah. Um, you know, lively bars, you like uh, near enough the center, like n- nice subway near it, um, parks and plazas and all around. Uh, I was living with two boys from Navan I met actually over there. You're we- joking me. You go to Argentina and you end up living with two lads from Navan. Yeah, like because no it was way. like the first like year I didn't like because I, I didn't I went over there I didn't know this, I didn't know any Spanish. Yeah. Uh, I kind of just because I was there and originally and I was there for like two months and after three days I said to myself, yeah, I need to figure out how to live here. Yeah. And then uh, got the phrase book <laughs> out, learned how to say uh, Coca Cola and chips and get around in a taxi. <laughs> and then, yeah, I ended up with the flight. I'd been off the flight like three hours. So the first bar I went to, I ended up meeting this lad I kind of half knew and then looking for an apartment. He's like, oh, there's a spare room here. So it just kind of happened naturally. Amazing. But uh, I was paying like fifteen hundred pesos at the time, and which is two thousand and twelve. And now fifteen hundred pesos with the inflation would probably be like a two course meal and a can of coke a month. A month, or yeah. So that was fifteen hundred pesos a month in two thousand and twelve, and now two thousand twenty. We're at yeah. It just, they, you're just kind of just like what? My how am I? Where is this money going? And then the, the everything just changes. And then, I mean, it's kind of like there's an right. endearing part to it because like you, you know you're you're in that age where any any anything could happen at any given week, yeah. which is kind of attractive yeah. when you're just kind of like living it. But as I got a bit older, I was like, yeah, you know, like I kind of want to plot. I want to yeah. want to work towards something now rather than just being surrounded by constant chaos. Did you feel that you wanted to be kind of closer to home, closer to family? That's the thing as well. It's mm-hmm. just like it got it got. It just got, kept getting further and further away um you know and you're, you're, you're our winters there summers so you're, you're kind of constantly you're yeah. living different experiences mm-hmm. and 
you know, you're not, you're not surrounded by too many familiar faces. I mean, I have the, some of the best friends I have in the world I met down there, but, uh, you know, and when, when that kind of, you, you don't have that security of, mm. you have, it's fine in your 30s, but as you get a bit older, you're, or in your 20s, but as you get a bit older, I think you need to, yeah. you need to figure that stuff out. Like, Where it feels like home for you now? Um, what part of the world? Definitely. Def- I, I, I moved back in a home for the pandemic. I'm dun, still dun, there. Dun. Oh, dude. It's great. I do love it. I do love it. But, uh, <laughs> is there loads of people at home? Or no, like... it's just myself, my dad, and uh, his partner. Um, so it's just three. That's not so bad. No, That's no, okay, no, no. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. It could be a lot worse. But, you know, you know when, when you take yourself. Are you an only child? I'm an only child. You spoiled brat. Would you be a spoiled only child? Yeah, probably. But like, I, I there was ne- there was never too much I wanted. Yeah. So I was, I was I was never I was never like definitely I was definitely looked after. But I was never yeah. I was never uh, <laughs> I don't think I was ever I never demanded. I like I didn't like sweet things or yeah. I didn't I didn't want the the next iPhone. I wasn't that kind of kid. Yeah. I was just I was happy enough just kind of playing in the back garden. If give me an axe or something or so light light a fire. Very good axe throwing. I support I mean, that. Get him young. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when the Vikings could come back. <laughs> that is true. But um, did you end up uh, becoming fluent in Spanish? Yeah, my Spanish is um. Okay, but a... I'm going to test you. You know I am. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I yeah, because there was a stage where like there was a stage for a good year, maybe about three or four years into living there, where I was. I wasn't speaking that much English and I noticed how my my English accent changed yeah because you're around people that wouldn't pick it up mm. or then you kind of have to be more neutral and then you'd actually end up kind of like how did I say that again and then you're just kind of in this environment where you kind of lose yourself a bit what do you speak Spanish? Hablé mi poca español what? <laughs> I know one line. Yeah. I think I I think I remember the line. It's um hablame poco español. Habla, háblame. Háblame. No, go on, go on, say something in Spanish. Uh, say something, go on. Si, señor, si, señoras, bienvenido a todos. I, I like that, I like that. Oh, we started doing that. That's what right, but the, the account for Nico DeRay was we uh, we started doing like the Spanish and like a hola, señor. And like, and yeah. like a dumb accent. People look at you like, where the, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. But because there is a, there is like, you know, a theory that if you go to, if you spend enough time in a country, you'll learn the language without actually having to. I, I went to... straight into a job. I went really? straight into a job that was, um, that was only Spanish and I didn't have any, uh, like I was fortunate. I was like I was in a. I was working in a bar. It was like a high end cocktail bar, and a friend of mine, his father owned the bar. And I was like, mm. "Listen, I need to. I need to just get on the payroll as quick as I can. I um, need to learn my Spanish." And I was just kind of, "Well, in you go." And uh, yeah. it was like six months of like. Uh, 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 just like that other. I, I mean, we 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 do definitely have a luxury in in the English speaking world. Mm of the uh, the rest of the world understanding a little bit yes. of uh so it's funny being on the other side of that someone's mm-hmm. looking like, how don't you understand what i'm saying like oh, i'm new <laughs> it's my I'm first day it's my first day i'm sorry <laughs> so yeah it's, it was it was great to get that kind of um yeah that that to get that kind of experience because mm-hmm. uh stuff like that kind of humbles you you're uh yeah what was your biggest takeaway from that time in Argentina? Uh, how much I can actually live with nothing, like, um, 
I went over there with 23 kilos and came back with 14. In your suitcase? In the suitcase, yeah. No way. Um, but it was that, in that, there was a, like, in, in, to unpack that suitcase, uh, there was a lot of, that was like a lot of relationships I had and a mm. lot of the, um, that kind of feeling of transience never left me. Of mm. I could actually pack up and leave at any moment. Yeah. Uh, which isn't healthy. In because it, it's always going to be there it's always going to mm. be a lot, little that little nugget that's going to have to be addressed of like what's going on are you here or are you not and I was like mm. no I'm definitely here but then something could happen and you're not um, where do you think that comes from? for me? yeah for you um, well over there it was definitely that it was just the the fact that like I kind of went over there not really having a defined plan mm. of this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be. I was just kind of seeing, seeing what happened. I, I, I know, don't get me wrong, got into myself and some great opportunities and experiences. But, uh, you know, it, it was, home was always there if mm-hmm. the, if the proverbial hit the fan. Um, but I think that digging down into that, it's, you know, because I, I did have a split family. Um, mm-hmm. One of my grandparents was born in Ireland. My father spent a lot of time outside of Ireland. My mother uh, outside of Ireland a lot so uh, and then my father's side of family ge- they were a generation always older than me mm-hmm. or like because my dad my granddad had my father when he was like in his late 50s you're kidding mid 50s I think wow so there was that kind of generation my family was like yeah, it's funny do you know when you, you kind of just have that person in your life that's always just kind of being the same age yes do, do you know that, that, that everybody's yeah. got that person that's yeah. just like, you, like that person's just always been 70 <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I kind of grew up a lot around, uh, like, put it bluntly, a lot of death. Yeah. Um, wow. So I it kind of, I just suppose it, I don't want to say tarnish because that's kind of, that's a wrecked word, but it, uh, I don't know, altered my perspective on that kind of how long you're, how long you're so here for. So interesting. How long you're here for, um, which isn't always great thing because I think uh, it kind of definitely tweaked with my empathy towards certain situations mm-hmm. um, not that I'm not, I do consider myself an empathetic person but I, d- I definitely just have a life goes on kind of attitude it's uh, very interesting um, I, 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 it's not even a refusal because it, it's not even there I get, things get me down like that because mm-hmm. you have the emotion then you, you you go through it and I'm just, we're, we're still here mm-hmm. did it kind of give, give you a sort of resilience almost uh, yeah but it's hard to tell where that resilience came from from that um, I mean it's, it's your life experience I guess it, it, mm-hmm. I guess it, it most most definitely does because um, it's funny death is an interesting one because it really does it affects everyone so differently Sure. And and the more I sort of learn or s- study grief and just our sort of like the mechanics of our brains and different things and, and our, how our emotions are affected with everything that happens with life, you know, it's it's really n- no one person has the same reaction to anything in life. No. And it's all built on their, you know, environment and how we were raised or what we're around or our belief systems. This you know? is it. And it's, it's, it's that thing can like, again, it's a two sided double-edged sword that that can be useful or it can be completely mm-hmm. detrimental to how you want to perceive the world 
Yeah. So you're going to perceive the world with that kind of, you know, there's the, the mantra of like that kind of, it's almost nihilistic of mm-hmm. what's the point? What's the point? Why are we doing? Where are we going? Everything is going to perish and die anyway. Yeah. Look at that flower. It's going to be, it's not going to be here yeah, in three it's minutes. It's nightmare, but it's going to die <laughs> yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, as, 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 um, nihilistic it is there's a certain degree of truth to it but again mm-hmm. how, how how do you want to look at that it's like yes uh, I don't want to use the tropes of carpe diem or anything but uh, <laughs> I just did you'd be welcome you'd be welcome to on this podcast but look listen I'm sitting here I've just eaten a nice kebab and I'm sitting on some honeydew Dublin or whiskey listen let's drink to that I'll have yeah, another yeah, sip yeah. although it kind of went to my head oh yeah cheers sorry how rude of me cheers oh, get the clink you should come in every week well, sure that's the end of lockdown I only I only got that, that actually I'm, delicious I only that kind of reason resonated with me yes or yesterday when I saw like first of December I was like oh man is that when it's over yeah so it kicks in tonight midnight first until the first of December. December well here we are here we are this is it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when someone says, "Where were you? Where were you the the day of the second lockdown?" I, was like, I remember it well. I was drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. honeycomb whiskey with Nico yeah, yeah, <laughs> at the, the studio with Shane. Throw in a jacuzzi. Yeah. Throw in just like, <laughs> uh, some glitter, some balls. Yeah. You know. Oh, there'll be arms and legs uh, added onto it. Absolutely. But um, let's go back to this brain and your childhood. Because okay. I find it very interesting. If that's all right with you. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Because I, it just. I just am so fascinated by how people end up who they are Uh and what has happened to them in their lives to take them on that course. Not necessarily what has happened to them in like a bad way, but... What what happened to you? What do they do to you? What do they do to you? (laughs) But like, how how does one person end a certain way and how does another? I just find it really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So in terms of like when you look at your own life and sort of saying like growing up and that sort of having death around you and having this... I mean, it wasn't around me, but it was definitely... I suppose it was when I lost my mother. How old were you when your mum died? I was 10. That's very young. Yeah, it, but it was it, it was just a it was a brain hemorrhage. So it was she went wow. out the door. Uh, last words I heard, remember her her say was, um, "As long as there's petrol in the car, I don't care." She's kind of having a conversation with my dad, and uh, I mean it was an innocuous conversation, but uh, mm. that 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 stuck with me. As long as there's petrol in the car, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, just get the phone call about four o'clock, and then. Uh, I was in school, and yeah, that was that was the end. Gosh. Well, not the end, but because I like I don't I don't like I I don't visit her grave or anything. Um, Is there a reason? I she's not there. Yeah. She's not. That's that's not where she is. Um, she's there. She's in the music I listen to. She's in the the dances I do. She's in you know the 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 so like I've got her lips. I think uh, that's where she is. She's not buried in the ground. Like we we are a part of the. You know the Abrahamic religions that I mean, all, all societies have done it with the, the tombs, and we were respected dead in that way. But I just never felt it. Mm. Uh, I never felt that um, that going there would satisfy me. Now, don't get me wrong; I have been there. Last time I was there was last year, and then and I went with my grandmother and my uncle and my father. And that was pretty emotional. It was nice to get a good cry out, you know. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you need it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I cry at weddings. Do you? Yeah. Why? Uh, there's something about the just the collective emotion that gets me, and it's just the the the, the whole magic of the moment. It's that one pinnacle, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
and everybody looks so pretty and there's such an effort yeah yeah there's like roses and then just like sunset ah, i mean it's just a gorgeous scenario <laughs> to be in like um but yeah with 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 the like the debt because it's father's side and then my father's side of my family was like because they were the older generation like the only time i'd really see people was mm. at funerals yeah um my, my aunties and my uncles and yeah. then and it's funny the the older you get that kind of is the natural that's this, kind of what happens this is it isn't it the, like you the, just see these people at funerals and you know and then you have you spend half the funeral being like i know i'm definitely going to catch up I, I i promise i'll be in touch more often and it's just like this guilt of i know i'm not going to yeah it, it is <laughs> it go is for a coffee yeah, yeah i've, I've started making do. a concerted effort with that kind of stuff like just to you know with think, people when i think of someone just send them a message this is a very, very good. This is a very good, good way to live. Yeah. I will be, I will be of that very same thinking. Yeah. And so I, it's funny when uh, people um, are on the other end of it. Some people that know me very well will be like, okay, that's just the issue. Sometimes I'll just tell people, just want to let you know I love you. You know, it's just that like when you when when you see someone you, or when you, when you have a feeling, mm. you should express it for sure, for sure. So what for you? What is it? What what was the reasoning where, you know, why would you be that ex? expressive to the best to reach out people yeah 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 like there was one of the, something I've been started doing over the last uh, maybe like month or so um, just as an example like I uh, I went but went on a dating app there for the first time in a couple of years how exciting uh, not really I don't know it's, it's been an interesting time to be dating because it's just like Hey, well, do, you see, want, do, you, do you want to walk down the canal? <laughs> yeah, like, literally, do you want, do you want to, like, go on a, have a Zoom quiz? Have you done that? What? Have you done that? Not a date, but I've done a Zoom quiz, yeah. Uh, do you know anyone that's done that? A Zoom date? A Zoom date. No. I'm so intrigued. I, like, don't, I don't think anyone like, would tell you if they did. I'm so intrigued, like... It's such a it's such an interesting. I mean, level I don't know. Human, I don't know if it will human be communication me. like like because I I uh, not I uh, I do have a uh, Fight Connect TV, which is like a combat sports platform, right? So during lockdown, I done a lot of. You have what? What is it? Uh, it's called Fight Connect TV. Fight Connect TV. This is this is only my side hustle here. <laughs> This is my girlfriend. My wife is Fight Connect TV. Oh yeah, mistress. <laughs> but She's a fine mistress. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a combat sports platform, and I interview fighters. Oh, sick! So during lockdown, obviously, because I usually do events on the weekends and I yeah, go to yeah. them and stuff, I couldn't do that. So I was doing live Instagram interviews. Okay. And that was bad enough. So yeah. I don't, and that's like what people are watching live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I will be okay with them uh, or if I would enjoy a Zoom date or like a FaceTime. I mean, it's like anything once you do it like for 10 minutes, you're kind of like, ah, the water's not that cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like maybe if you're having a couple, maybe if it was someone you had been on a couple uh, dates, yeah, that's different. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued. It was like, how does it end or like, what do you... Do you both have dinner at the same time or... Do, do you say like, okay, now it's... Okay, okay, so I, I'm here until 7.30 and then 7.30 oh, I've, comes I've and got, you're like, right, I have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like, this, that was the doorbell? I've got this thing. You know. Yeah, I've, sorry, I've got another Zoom thing. <laughs> li- lined go. up in your Google calendar. Sorry, I don't want to be like, I really like this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's an interesting time because I... How old did you say you were, 32? I'm 32, yeah. I'm 36. So I can Jeez, remember... You don't look at it at all. 
Thank you very much. No, no, for sure. Uh, that's, all the, that's all the fighting that I do. <laughs> do you fight? Uh, well, not right now, but in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I, what is this? I hope not. Yeah, I do jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. Oh, nice. But I compete in jiu-jitsu, but not in Muay Thai. Because with my job, it's you don't want to get punched in the face. And then yeah, and how's that camera. going at the moment with the... Jiu-jitsu is closed because obviously it, close it, contact. I mean, you're hugging someone for yeah, a long period. sweating in their eyeball. <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very... It. Uh, Muay Thai, still do Muay Thai because obviously we can just hit the bag and stuff like that. So yeah. you can train on your own. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, so really good. But um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, the Zoom. No, what were we saying there before? I'm just thinking about fighting people now. Gone. See you later. Um, yeah, there's plenty of them outside. And yeah. <laughs> just pick, shout at them from the window. Yeah. Um, oh, no, age. Mm. Dating and age. Mm. So I, where were we, who were we talking about this before? We talked about something dating on here. Oh, it was, uh, <coughs> yeah, we had a really good relationship coach on. The girl is called the relationship coach. She's fantastic. Okay. Right? So we brought her on to talk about it, but then she was like, you know, I was just asking her loads of questions and she was like, is this about you, Lydia? I was like, yes, it is. So she was like analyzing and different things. And then she was talking about like the, the dating apps things freaks me out because what it was starting to happen is I would match with someone yeah. and then they would find my Instagram and they would DM me on Instagram or it would be someone who knew me from Fight Connect TV it's and be like, are you the girl who does all the, the fighter interviews? And I'd just be like, oh, it's, yeah, it's like, invasive. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's a little bit like this is just. You just kind of want a little bit of an a distance from it. anonymity. Is that the right word? Anonymity. An- anonymity. What is it? Anonymity. Anonymity. Uh, what is it? Oh my god! An Anton humidity. <laughs> so what, what I remember when you know when a dating was like for me, you go to the pub, yeah, and you go to the bar yeah. and you ask for a pint of Guinness, uh-huh. and while you're at the bar, you're like paying for your pints, and then you turn your head and there's someone sitting there having a pint, and yeah, you're like, yeah, oh yeah. hey, what's the story? He's cute, yeah. and then you start chatting. For and sure. then it's like, you know, oh, where are you going later? Oh, I'm going to head over to whatever. Might see you there. Nice. And then you go back to the table, girls, we're going over there later on. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, so this is interesting because I was doing, like, on the dating, <laughs> I was on the dating scene and because, I mean, it's undeniable that our country's centered around uh, going to the pub and alcohol or, or, or social yes. situations anyway. Yeah. But uh, I was on the dating scene down in Latin America and it's a whole other ball game that I had to, like, yeah, what do you mean you don't go to the book? you don't go out for drinks kind of thing and they're like what do you mean you go out for drinks when you're dating what they're like no it, way. It's just kind of cultural like because it, 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 it's very very much like the uh, I mean western culture is obviously invasive everywhere yes. Um there's shades and degrees of it but I mean the Latin culture is like oh let's go like let's go to a let's go dancing and you're like on a first date I went to, like I remember I went on this date with this girl and we were dating for a while and uh, she was a tango dancer and I was just like just like it said in the brochure this is like oh my god go, go dan- <laughs> uh, did you meet anybody to go tango why actually yes I did so, so we used to go dance in tango and I remember I walked in and I was like oh everybody knows how to dance Tango here, man. This is gonna be, it's gonna be interesting because it's a, it's a completely other rhythm. Like, for example, do you know when you somebody puts on a jig or a reel? Like everybody in the nation's gonna know how, to yeah. sta- how when to stamp their feet and when to clap and when to shout. I mean, those rhythms go around the world. So you're kind of introducing this new rhythm, and it was the tango. And uh, I mean, the, the, the dance teacher was like, "What are you at? Like, you, you moron! Like, just listen to the music." I was like, "Ah," oh. but yeah, you go dancing and then. Uh, you know, things like that and uh, 
you know, n- not everything was ever centered around alcohol. So you kind of amazing. Yeah, so you you would go, you would dance on a first date with someone without drinking. Man, yeah, I, I had a girlfriend there from she was from uh, Venezuela and she was loved her salsa. So I mean, oh, we, we're doing it wrong. Yeah, I mean, we? we're doing it go, wrong. Go, going out, you walk into a club. It's four and it's four in the morning. You know, you've got tacos and margaritas in oh. your belly, and then. <laughs> let's get on the dance floor girl and start spinning around you know what I mean that is yes that's amazing there might be something in that you might have to bring a little little tango uh, salsa flavor to Dublin I'm sure there is little things no I'm I'm in no way qualified to teach but (laughs) I was going to ask can you dance I can dance I can dance up you guess (laughs) there's there's enough space for it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, so good! But yeah, it's 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 a minefield. Yeah, I mm. mean, I mean, the, with the dating, it's just like there has there. I don't know if there's been a generation before that has just had so much to care about, mm. and that's the kind of part that gets overwhelming. There's just it's exhausting. There's Do you so, think that social media is to blame as to why people no, are on? Social media is a tool. We can't go around run around blaming things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is it a tool that is maybe having a negative effect? on we'll say the relationships in terms of you know there's such a new interjection now of different things with social media whether that is like it's easy to ghost people yes yeah so that's that's what something i've been doing over like with ghosting the, uh, people yeah yeah well. I'm mad for it <laughs> no like to, to, to be like to be like i have ghosted but i started messaging people over the like the last like six years i was like listen uh like what are you doing now? Oh, i'd love that i love this type of thing like, like for example, there was this girl I had, we had met. Oh, I'm not gonna name her. Don't yeah, don't name her in case I get sued like, or something. Yeah, here. I I had met her on um one of the dating apps. I was on. I, was, I think I was on it about two weeks, and I said, actually, no, this isn't for me. We like moved to WhatsApp, and then nothing ever happened. But I said, hey, I hope you're well. Just wanted to drop you a text instead of leaving you hanging. I know how these apps can be sometimes. Doesn't mean you can't get an answer. Uh, I went on a date with someone and we'd been chat or I'd been chatting to before we kept talking and see each other. Uh, I hope you're well. That's a really nice message. It was just to, just just to, just to, you know. So wanna... this is you texting t- texting this girl that you sort of ghosted. Well, it was yeah, it was like before the kind of ghosting happened. Like we we didn't text for like a week okay. or two, and then yeah. uh, and then and then I started I started doing things like that, and then. Did she write back? She did write back. She said, "Yeah, thank you very much for the message." That's a really nice message. Yeah, yeah well done. Um, I haven't been as mature in my dating. Yeah, class. no, like, <laughs> like, nor, nor have I. But like, there's definitely, I've definitely, run, like, you're, you're always going to be the, you're not going to be the hero in everyone's story. You're like, not. No, I have to say, these days, I'm a little, I'm a lot more mature. I mm. definitely have a lot more respect for people's emotions. But when I started dating originally, like when my my ex, me and my ex boyfriend broke up, this is at a time where like my life has changed, was changing considerably. Uh-huh. I was after starting jujitsu, so it was a lot many years ago, but. I went on like Tinder or something and um, I'd match with some guy. God, I hope he never listens to this. But I'd match with this guy from America who'd done jiu-jitsu, right? So I was like, this is this is it. A, a guy who does jiu-jitsu in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. What's my we're ring gonna size? Get ma- we're yeah. going to get married. What is my ring this size? Is <laughs> and so we went and literally I talk a lot. And I probably have like narcissistic traits because I love telling the story yeah, about yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. And I just was like, holy mother of God, how do I get out of this? I cannot listen to this guy talking anymore. He was just... Didn't give it back. He just, it was literally like I was his therapist and he was just talking and talking and talking. So anyway, he's talking and we're sitting in like the outdoor kind of like 
uh, a seating area and he was talking and whatever there was like these girls having all the fun right behind us and whatever happened my eyes moved and I was just like kind of looking at the girls having all this fun and I was probably thinking Jesus I wish I was out with all the girls and he said he clicked his fingers and said sorry could you keep your eyes on me when I'm telling a story he did what he clicked his fingers Nico he clicked his fingers at me no that's 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 enough and said can you keep your eyes on me when I'm telling the story so I the audacity shook shook at this so I was still shook and he, like my drink had finished right so he was like oh it's my round I was like oh god yeah, okay and he was like what we have you didn't, so we you, said, did, did, you did, did oh, you, no no you did. He, no listen <laughs> I'm so enthralled <laughs> he went to the bar so when he was at the bar I just grabbed my bag and I was like fuck this I'm out of here I couldn't even do it so I'd done a burner and I got to the front exit and I just looked at the security guard and I just went that guy wonders where I'm going oh, you didn't see me and he just started breaking his shit laughing and I just ran yeah. and I got on the dart and I remember being in the dart station I hid behind a, a pillar in the dart station like I was so freaked that he also was going to get the dart just and like you robbed all the money literally worst experience of my life and from that day I was like I'll never do it I, no, never. I'm, too, I'm too much of a coward to try anything like that to, uh, I just kind of, I'd probably just sit there and grit my teeth until. Oh, it was so bad, and I, I, will, I would like to think that I would be very. How, how, okay, I need, to, I need to know the scenario. Um, how many drinks have you had? You had. I had one drink. That was the first drink. First drink. Damn, yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. And he whips out. He clicked his fingers and whipped out that. Lads, it gets worse. I blocked him on everything. Okay. Like WhatsApp, like Instagram, everything blocked, and. Um, I don't know how it came out. It was literally about nine months later and I got a message on, no, I had blocked him on like, what's that old app that we used to use? Viber. Is it the message? Viber. And I got on WhatsApp and he messaged me then about nine months ago going like, Hey, so, um, I don't know if you remember, but, uh, we were out for drinks and you totally like left and I was after buying you a drink. And I just want to say that I think you were really fucking rude. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even reply to it. I was actually so embarrassed. Yo, he was right. He was right. Like I was, uh, it was a really shit thing to do. But like, it made a great story. So yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let the swings and rounds about. Yeah, this is it. That is gas. So yeah, now you, you tell the horrible dating stories. Uh, horrible dating stories. What's your worst one? My worst date. Yeah. Um. Oh. I don't know if it's my worst one, but it's probably running somewhere in the middle. Uh, oh, yeah, it, was, it was this girl. Yeah, we, we met at a bar. We kind of clicked. Um, she was from she was from the US, and uh, we got on a few dates. And then uh, she sent me a message like, um, "Let's come over. Let's cook some dinner." Uh, I was literally about to ask if anyone been brave enough to cook for you. Tell me she cooked. Did she, she cooked. She cooked. Yeah, yeah. She cooked. She what did she make? She had some like mango salsa and salmon dish. It was dope. But uh, on my way over there, I'm like about three or four blocks away from her house, and uh, you know this is the that is the night kind of kind of kind of kind of energy. That is night kind of energy. The sun was shining. I had my struts on. The, the wind was going through the willows. It was all happening like the, the bluebirds on your shoulder. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and I'm about like three or four blocks away from uh, the destination or from from her house. I got some nice clothes on and uh, I, uh, yeah, the nice aftershave and everything else. And uh, there's this, um, it's quite popular in the the uh, homeless in Argentina. They uh, put like 
they get their they get their carts and they go around and pick up a lot of cardboard like cartoneros mm. like the, the cardboarders translation but uh, he was a little kid about 12 years old and he's trying to get it on his cart and he's like senor senor can, can you can you help me and i'm like yeah no problems so walk over the two of us are like pushing this like it was like fuck this is this is hell it looked a lot lighter on the other side of the road so we're pushing it up onto his cart and then like he's like oh thank you and I look down and I'm just like like from my shoulders then to my quads I'm just covered <laughs> in this like gunk and like I couldn't go home so I just like knocked on her door stinking a bin juice and just like wrecked her car <laughs> wrecked her car wrecked <laughs> oh my god I don't know how I don't know how she put up with it what she did. Me, I thought you were going to say she couldn't cook, so I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is this? Make it again. How dare you yeah, make yeah. it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you enjoy getting, having uh, been cooked for? Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Do you, do you prefer to be in control of the kitchen? So my uh, my eating regime yes. is, is like for the first six, maybe like six hours of my day, I have really, really regimented. Like... Everything I want to eat, uh, like I want to read, because um, I have no idea what the from like what three o'clock onwards is going to hold. Okay. So I like to like to indulge in both sides of my my psyche of that. Like very cool. What time, it, what time do you get up at? Um, so like my perfect like at the moment I'm getting up at about you know half seven eight. Okay. Uh, yes. But my like my like my my perfect routine is uh, you know get up about seven. Because uh, I'm living down by the beach at the moment, just kind of just straight up, just bring my house keys, just walk down to the beach, watch the tide come in. Would we have a little swim at that time of the morning? Uh, I'm not Sandy man, so I'm not. I'll just kind of just watch, oh, watch, watching the tide okay. come in, watch the sunrise, and okay. there's a little chin-up bar. I might do a little stretch. I uh, don't bring any music because you know I'll be surrounded by music for the whole day. So I just kind of have a nice little clear head. Very good. Drink loads of water, and then uh, I have the same thing every morning: sardines or an oily fish, two fried eggs, and uh, again some cornbread. Wow! And is there any reason for this? I, I, the I, fish, the cornbread, like so what's... I myself and my grandmother, we practiced a lot of fasting. Um, mm-hmm. So I used to fast, and I found that meal was the one of the best introductions to food again, because mm-hmm. uh, it kind of it had everything everything I needed was you know a little bit of fat, the the protein, and then I just I just I just ended up sticking with it. I'd fast for about thirty two thirty six hours. Uh, from wow. Sunday, some, Sunday to Monday, or Sunday to Tuesday morning. And your grandmother used to do that as well. She used to do it from on Monday till sundown. But wow. we 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 were both practicing. We both do, used to do it. So like we, 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 it's not like we were in great contact with each other. But mm-hmm. uh, I do it on one day, and she do it on the same day. So I knew we kind of have that level, level of connection to each other. Wow. Uh, what was her reason for doing it? For was it for kind of health reasons? Or? She, yeah, I like I. I she would do it for the she's practicing Christian so she mm-hmm. do do true for the truth through the spirituality of it and then like you know I started reading it and it's like there's cultures around the world that have mm-hmm. been practicing for a while and you know you kind of I, I started learning about what actually goes into your body and then um, with the for the cooking for myself is like I could be in the restaurant for you know for. 12 hours and actually eat absolutely nothing and then you kind of get into this cycle of the, you're surrounded by food you're just kind of constantly picking at it you end yeah. up not eating anything mm-hmm. so I try to keep that part of my diet really really regimented um, that I'm not it's a dangerous thing to go into a kitchen hungry 
and then yeah. I, I, I and, and then I like to I like to I like to experiment. So I like to you know just you have to taste. Yeah, well, I like to like one of my favorite things to do is just put on like an old fifties jazz a record in my ear and then just wander through markets and just see what my brain can come up with and then just go mm. home and cook it so I've absolutely no idea what's going to happen from after about three o'clock it's uh, the way that and I, it's, <clears throat> it's the right am I, the right title to give you a chef I don't I feel know. Like, I, I don't feel like think that's so. a like, bit of a boring no, title. You I, seem I, a little bit more I don't, I don't, exotic I, than yeah. a chef. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the woolly jumper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were, what, what is your title? I don't know. Um, like cause creator? Like, yeah, cause I'm, yeah, I'm just in an interesting position now because uh, what I was doing has changed into something else because yeah. we're kind of slowly moving into the media side, which has been... Uh, which has been super fortunate. Um, yeah, the star of the new season of Living with Lucy. What is it now? Lounging with Lucy? Lodging. Lodging, Lodging with Lucy. No, that's Friday night. <laughs> myself, myself and Lucy. Man, she's the best. She's the best. It's so brilliant because obviously Living with Lucy, was, she goes to the celebrity's house, mm. but now it's uh, the the guest house and yeah. you're like the chef that's yeah, there yeah, creating yeah. all the food for all these celebs that are coming into Living with Lucy. Yeah, it's been, it's been so interesting. As I was saying earlier, it's like, getting invited to a party where you know no one and then yeah you know, lucy's just uh she's got this incredible grace to her that you just kind of instantly feel comfortable around her mm-hmm. and then like uh there's, there's there's no real moment where it's like kind of stop start it's just how you're kind of straight into it and then yeah. um i hadn't been around that style of filming before i've been around filming but i've never been around that kind of fly in the wall kind mm-hmm. of type of filming um, what kind of filming would you've done in the past? Well, like I'm t- if I'm talking directly to a camera about a recipe, like yeah. I'm comfortable. So would you have done a lot of like two camera? Like, do you do your own YouTube channel? Like, I, what kind of... I'm going to hold off for the YouTube channel for a while. <clears throat> uh, I'd like to do something like that right, and yeah. uh, I'm just not in the position really to do it at the moment. Like, I want to. I say that to myself, but that's that, that stuff is definitely a commitment. Yeah. Uh, you want to be you want to be grinding at that stuff. You mm-hmm. need you you, you want to have a good video editor and like. I mean, I could try self-produce it, but I mean, I want to build, 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 have, I want to have a message first. Um, that's yes. that was my always always what I wanted to do with Little Porty was um, when I set when I set out, I I, I wanted to go one I wanted to set, want to go two ways and see if I could do them together. And one was doing the restaurant, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do like a, a line of spice rubs and uh, hot sauces. Um, and then I remember getting a review from Gillian Nellis. Uh, she was she was then at the Sunday Business Post, and it was the first review I got, and it was a brilliant review. It was unbelievable. I was like, I'd been open for like three days. I get this review off this like highly respected journalist, and uh, I was chuffed. But in it, she had this line. She's like, he's a charming host. He'd be good on TV, I reckon. And it kind of you know when something's like kind of brought inside the realm of reality, you didn't really think it, and you're like, huh? I kind of. Huh. Huh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of just sat with me for a while, and then just kind of it wasn't even like it was marinating or anything, but it was mm-hmm. it was definitely there. And then all this stuff started happening, and then I kind of got to get invited onto the live cooking on Ireland AM, and then mm-hmm. um, do other bits and pieces for brands and things like that. So kind of. Uh, just started happening so organically and then I just kind of say, oh, there might actually be something here because I never truly honestly believed mm-hmm. it myself. Um, but it's not, it's, it seems like it's very natural to you. 
You know, it doesn't look some sometimes, you know, people who are taken from one line of work and put uh, into sort of the, the spotlight or the media end, mm. they can sometimes it, it, it can show, you know what I mean? Mm. They can be like, this is not my comfort zone, you know yeah. what I mean? But you're w- like watching you on TV, you look very natural when you do it. Yeah, well, that's the thing about TV. You can whatever the producers on the other well, side want to make it want to make it want to make it look like is um, <laughs> um, like if it's something like the, the 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 like the live segments on on TV. It's like you've got eight minutes to talk about something you like, and mm-hmm. you want to. I, I, I try to uh, have something to talk about um yeah. like it's, it's something that's always interested me about food and what is a message i try to get through a little porty is like for example do like you know 25 percent of jamaicans are um ethnically irish well this is something i did know right because <clears throat> i watched a documentary before on the um is it called i think it's called the black irish the black irish yeah and it's about all these irish Men and women who emigrated to Jamaica for it weren't exactly emigrate. It wasn't exactly an emigration. Is it not an emigration? What is it? <laughs> it, was, it was, I don't know. Your man Cromwell emigrating people to. Oh, was it? Yeah, well, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Hey, kids are going on an emigration. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Maybe I missed that bit. Boys, what it was fashion because it was all these like really cool black Jamaican men with, with Irish Cork. accents, with, uh, West Cork accents. It's the best. It's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant because it's it's uh it's that's the the islands called Montserrat, right? So it's the only other nation that has St Patrick's Day as its national holiday. You're kidding? I am not. No way. Yeah, yeah. And there's like in Jamaica, there's a Sligoville. And um, others, Kelly's or Rourke's or Riley's. Shut up. Yeah, it's a. It's a Have so, you been there for Paddy's Day? No. I wonder how they celebrate. I've seen that the the in Montserrat especially there everybody's got the the green frocks on and no the, way. Um, they're, they're, some of them still have red hair. Um, they're 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 very aware of their history of why they're there and who and who they are. Really. Um, they, yeah, it's like. I mean, it's unfortunate something like race can divide suffering mm. like that because at the end of it, nobody wanted to be there because it was the the Irish um, indentured servitude was the cheapest form, cheapest form of slave trade before the Africans yeah. started getting picked up. Um, so, you know, there's it's an interesting that shared suffering of uh, people across the world. Yeah. Wow. Did you do a lot? Or did you, you did you learn a lot about? It? Did you do you naturally have a lot of interest? It's in it's that it area just in, it interests me and um, that that kind of stuff, especially with the with the food. Um, like, for example, you know there must have been a twenty year period in our own history when the potato was first here, where people mm. were like, "What do you want me to do with this?" Yeah. What is, <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what is this thing? Like it's it's it, it's 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 from Peru. Uh, um, what was it? Is it potato from Peru? Yeah, yeah. I know. I like, so much. They're, I don't they're know. Like the re- first recorded planting is like 1598, which is no not that long way. ago for it to be in the lexicon of oh Irish people. Oh yeah, potatoes. Wow. And now it's, and now it's the most Irish thing you can possibly conjure. That's so very interesting. My whole thing with the food is is like yes, we are at this kind of moment now, and it's kind of being so exacerbated now with uh, everything that's going on in world politics. That you know, in a hundred years, that it's going to be. I mean, these Turkish lads downstairs. We're going to have. Are we going to have like a, a Galway kebab? Yeah. You know, are these cultures going to start mixing. And then it's just like third, second, third um, generation. It's mm. that's going. That's going to be. Oh, but this has always been here, hasn't it? Yeah. 
Let's hope so. That's the yeah. beauty of it, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's uh, the, the, everything's a whisper of what came before. It's mm. the uh, that kind of just eternal migration of people. Yeah, like you're never. It's this 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 present that we're in right now has happened many many times before. Mm-hmm. We're just uh, kind of in the middle of a cycle. Do you feel? Um, <clears throat> is it important to you to introduce um, an Irish audience to? Jamaican flavours your heritage yeah absolutely because this is where I've been coming from with my hands I look like I've some kind of blood disorder I've been I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been, I've been um, chopping shaving cabbages as well as doing today <laughs> <laughs> and red cabbages my hands are blue and then I and then I moved on to the red onion so there's a nice tint of pink in there now. so what what are you what is um what are you preparing for so i'm doing a takeaway box this weekend so this is with little porty this is with little porty i haven't tasted little porty yet but i am going to okay i 100 percent will but yes. when i put it into my group chat because all the girls are always like who's on this week mm. and i said i have this guy called nico reynolds and he ha- and before i even got to say little porty to the girls like been there little porty oh my god nice place they're oh, like sick. real foodies uh, and they're nice. like that's delicious a- oh that's amazing nice yeah so they Tell were, them I said thank you. I will indeed. And they're they're they'd like to think of themselves as a, a tough crowd. To oh, already? Yes, 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 yes. So go ahead. You're preparing for a little yeah, takeaway so like, boxes. Like for, for example, a couple of the dishes, like the dish I did this week was actually inspired by um, so it's called a Jamaican shepherd's pie. And uh, so I kind of started doing these dishes that look exactly like a dish that you're you're familiar with, but it's completely different. Yes. So the Jamaican shepherd's pie, but it's spiced with like the the cinnamon and allspice and Scotch bonnet, so it's got a bit of heat to it. Uh, and then we we've we're the, like the, the the lamb is actually smoking at the moment, so we're smoking for about eight hours and we shred it up, <sighs> pass it pass it through with some jerk sauce, and then simmer it down again in a bit of Guinness. And then with the on, on the on the crust is like this potato is potato and sweet plantain, uh, with some parmesan. I've never tasted plantain, but it sounds amazing. Like if I'm ever committed of a heinous crime and I'm offered my last meal, it's just going to be plantain and salt. Really? Yeah. What is get what? Fr- fried plantain and salt. What is the what is the texture? What is the flavor? Ooh. Does not look tasty. That looks tasty, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh yeah, that looks really, really good. Look at the way it's like just so nicely browned. Like it's it's not burnt, Shane. No, no, no. It's browned. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Plantain texture and taste. Texture and taste. I uh, always see it when I walk past any of the African markets and stuff. So two things. Like my, I prefer green because green is kind of more. Um, you can you treat it more like you would like a potato. You could fry it. You could uh, okay. you could boil it, and just like that, fried with a little bit of salt is just ambrosia of the gods. Um, and then when it gets a bit when it gets a bit more mature, it has almost like a sweet potato kind of quality to it. Oh yeah, ah, uh, it is delicious. It's everything. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to try this out. Yeah. Right, while when uh, we have a guest that comes on. We always put up on social media uh-huh. and we always say, well, you can ask a question. So I'm going to go into the question box and see what the, your adoring public would, uh, would like to ask you. Um, okay. So this is from <clears throat> Kieran Devadas mm. and he says, uh, massive Lil Porties fan. Oh, nice. Uh, delighted to see you on here. What is your, he says, what is your one in, favorite ingredient to use when cooking? Favorite ingredient, uh, pimento. 
uh, like allspice. Is nope. uh, no, no, nope. it's uh, nope. <laughs> all, all, it kind of so they call it the when they all, all spice, it's all spice. Oh, no, all, all spice, yeah. 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 So uh, it's called pimento, but pimento. when <clears throat> I think like during the like the British colonization during the trading, yeah, it kind of it smells like cinnamon, it smells like cloves, it smells like nutmeg. So they call it all spice. <sighs> Amazing. What about um, a vegetable? Uh, plantain, plantain, yeah, a meat, uh, Your favorite fish, meat, fish, fish, yeah. I'm just not a fish person. No? No. But like fish yeah, is such a varied word. It is. And like, I just like, don't, like, I just don't like, think I've, I've been to... served fish properly. Okay. That's what I think it is. And it's just put you off it forever? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what it is. I got a really bad uh, salmon fillet once and it was really badly burnt and I ate the skin thinking it was the fish but it was the skin but it was really bad burnt and there was bones in it and it just put me off and you go I couldn't do it no I can see I can see yeah, the, it was, can, it was the can, stress I, you can I'm see sorry, the stress I can see there. the angst I don't, don't want to bring it up but um, I've gotten very as I've aged um, I've gotten very um, good with food as in I I I'm able to try anything yeah. and enjoy anything Except for food. but cooking at home what about seafood Seafood, I mean, not great. Not like, not even I, like I just fried love... Fried calamari with a little aioli. <clears throat> no, I love red meat. Uh-huh. I love red meat. Um... <laughs> that's, that's it, I love red meat. <laughs> um, so, uh, this is from um, Hayley Smith, and she has said... What is your go-to breakfast if you have guests over? If I have guests over? Yes. Um, yeah, bacon and eggs, really. Bacon and eggs. Mm. Now, somehow, I don't think your bacon and eggs <laughs> are the same as my bacon and eggs. Well, okay, let, let's break it down here. Depends what we're doing. Okay. Uh, so, we've 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 been out the night before. Okay, definitely bacon and eggs. Then. There's like four or five of us. We're all sitting around the table. We're all kind of hung over. The weather's not great outside. We're like, Nico, come on, cook us a bit of yeah, breakfast. Get, there we go. Come on. Get on that. And, and someone's, someone's picking the movie. We'll watch a movie afterwards. Oh, and, this sounds like a nice day. You know, tea. <laughs> there's pots of tea going. Yes. And we're all sitting around. Oh, don't keep going don't stop yes, the <laughs> what are we watching yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I don't like usually those situations there's not a lot in the house is there uh, maybe something like a nice little frittata see like I, I don't like my my, my as as as, uh, as flavoured as like the, my lunches and meals are. I, I try to keep my breakfast like quite simple yeah um not for the the idea of fumbling around the kitchen, but you don't want that intensity when you're when you're just up. Yes. Uh, How are you serving your eggs? E, if, so this is the thing. Someone asked me that the other day. Actually, so if I serve them to myself, I do them fried, and if right. I serve them to other people, I scramble. Yeah. Okay. Do you add anything in for a scramble? Uh, no, so you, you just with a little bit of butter and coconut oil and Ooh. some uh, just salt and pepper. Very good. Can I get? Can I tell you my breakfast yeah. that I make everyone that are over? It's uh, <clears throat> courgette French toast. Talk to me. Yes. So it goes like this, Nico. Now, if I see this popping up in a Nico cookbook in the next five or ten years, okay, I'm coming for you. Uh, what if I sell, what, 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 what if I give you? A... <laughs> <laughs> give me a cut. No yeah, problem yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. Oh, if I see this yeah. on the menu in little parties next week, there's deals okay. to be done here. Go something like this. So. Uh, <laughs> you get your eggs and your <laughs> <laughs> so you get a courgette. Okay. You get um. 
agree to. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> is, that, is that the sign for greater? This is the greater. Okay. Um, you put a little bit of butter on the pan, Sounds melt good. the butter. On which you so far? You grate the courgette, maybe uh-huh. just a quarter of a courgette into the pan. Mm. Fry it off a little bit while that's going. Yeah. You get four eggs, you beat them up. Okay. Beating them with cayenne pepper, Ooh. salt and pepper, mm. a little bit of garlic, mm. and some cinnamon. Oh, yeah. I know, Shane. It's a strange mix, but work with me. And then I get some protein powder because I'm all about that added protein. Okay. And we're going to get it in. I know you're probably like, you've just ruined it. No, I'm taking, I'm taking a deep breath. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've taken the protein powder back out. Um, but um, you whisk everything. Where's the protein powder going? In the it's eggs? the eggs. Okay. You're whisking it all. What right? flavor? Doesn't... So it, the, there's no flavor on the protein powder. Okay, okay, it's okay. not like I'm putting a bloody, like, you know, orange flavor. Yeah, or like no, no, Moroccan no. sunset. Or <laughs> no, so there's no flavor on it. It's literally just going to be um, extra protein and also um, a thickening agent for oh, my eggs. Okay, 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 girl, I got you. So then I will put in a little bit of chia seeds, Mills chia seeds, just because health. And then I would whisk everything. And then I get my bread. Uh, now, might break your heart here, but I use a gluten-free bread. That doesn't break okay? my heart at all. So I am soaking the bread, my courgette. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing at my hand movements. I to keep a straight face, all right? Okay. <laughs> I'm soaking the bread. <laughs> and then I put the, uh, the bread on the pan, mm. on the board, so it goes onto the courgette. Okay. So then you put your added eggs, just pour it over the top, right? So then you're, you're flipping it, uh-huh. and it's building, you know, soaking the egg is soaked into the bread, uh-huh. so it's like, you know, nice and thick now, it's browning off. When it's done, grab your plates. Yeah. Honey. Honey? Honey. And then, grate a parmesan over the top. Wow. Et voila. The breakfast of champions. My ad. Wow. Okay. That's, is that not a fantastic breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. It just <laughs> yeah. I, I, what am I lacking? What am I missing? I, n- nothing. That's there's like there's it. there's a lot there. Honey. 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 You know why, honey? I went to um, I went on a staycation okay. a year ago to Dingo, and did they exist before COVID? Yeah, yeah, they did. They do when you work in media and you haven't got a bean to your name. <laughs> but we went, uh, we went to Dingle and um, there was a little uh, pub and at the back of it, there was this uh, really young family and they had moved from like somewhere, somewhere else in the west of Ireland um, to Dingle every summer. Mm. And the dad uh, has a little trailer and he makes... Um, pizzas in this like oven clay thing so it was delicious but he he done uh pepperoni pizza and he had it drizzled with honey and ever since then i was like cheese honey bread i'm Just... not against that combination i've yeah honey over the pepperoni pizza drizzled listen don't act i mean try I, tr- I try it yeah oh you have to try it, you I, try to... it I wish yeah. i could remember the name of the pizza because it was absolutely delicious it was really really good okay anyway Less less about my pizza antics and, and uh, <clears throat> more about you. Uh, so this is from Tia Murphy. And she has asked, um, do you read? And if so, what books do you recommend? Um, I do read. I'm currently reading a, a first sci-fi book I've ever read. Oh. Super interesting book. Uh, it was like one like the Nobel Literature Nobel Peace Prize equivalent, the Chinese. It's just so I was translated from Chinese. Okay. But it's this uh, interesting, such an interesting concept. It's about this like uh, 
advanced alien race that have sent a message to Earth and they've given Earth like 400 light years and they say, listen, we're coming, we're going to wipe you out, we're going to colonize Earth. So it's about the planet like forming over 400 years like all the different societies have together some people want to be uh, differently fractured into like let them come let them destroy us we need to be wiped out so you know we must fight back so it's just a kind of it, it's i mean it's kind of an allegory for what's going on at the earth at the moment with wow. with everything so it's like 400 years of earth just forming uh forming a civilization around this problem it's called the three-body problem so wow it's a, but I, it was the first book i've ever read like i i love something that has always fascinated me about war yeah, um, it is like the 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 eternal theater of suffering of human mankind, but mm-hmm. we continue to trudge through it. So uh, I like reading first-hand war accounts. Um, I like I think that got, got that from a young age. I got it from my father. He was always he loved um, the the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and I, I have a fascination with World War One and the Napoleonic era wars, and then evil war and just how fellow man can do that to each other and yes. uh, continue to do it. Yes. Uh, there's, there's, there's always just something to fascinate because I, I just... And for what? Uh, well, for me, it's always the side of just uh, extraordinary people or extraordinary circumstances, ordinary people in ex- extraordinary circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you do when the Nazis come knocking on your door? Are you just mm-hmm. go, like... It, it, this is a, the question kind of just like... I have no idea what I just what I take up a gun what I take up an arms it's like yeah. it's, it's it's easy for these things to say until fight or flight yeah yeah so uh, I read a lot of those those kind of books um, I've, I love philosophy um, I like different types I uh, I flirting around with stoicism for about two years and mm-hmm. then I, I kind of kind of not grew out of it but then it was uh, it kind of gets a bit wooden yeah uh, that it's just you kind of hear shit. There's, I th- that's why I think it's kind of more attractive to men, mm-hmm. to to males. That it's there's, it's there's a, uh, I mean it's it's definitely useful. Yeah, it uh, is very male driven though. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. That, that like, whole, it, the new what, age of kind of stoicism is very. Yeah, I, I, is it a new age though? Really, it's been a, like well, with this kind of like resurgence where it's sort of like. Well, this well this is it. Well, like it it, it um it come like stoicism comes out of like the Hellenic times when they were having a different leader every year and the tribe would mm. come and take away your family and then an earthquake could just knock you down and it was hard to... You know, yeah. that, that's, the, that's the time when it's useful when everything's yeah. kind of crumbling around you. Yeah. Uh, that you can just speak and control. Exactly, you can kind of control what you think. Um, so that's probably what the resurgence is. Just, yeah. it's, it's hard not to have that feeling at the moment that Absolutely. that civilization is just crumbling around you. I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> okay, final question. And then we'll let you leave because you've been very gracious with your time. Um, this is from where are we? Um, Linda Davenport, and she has said, "I am loving watching you on Living with Lucy, Lounging with Lucy, Lodging with Lucy." God, um, <laughs> who has been your favorite guest so far in doing the show? Um, Obviously, there's episodes that we haven't seen yet, isn't there? Yeah, so. Every, every, it was it was also different. Can we just point out what Shane said? Yeah, that's, that, 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 that's, big that, fan, big fan. That, yeah, that, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, it was absolutely Ian Dempsey. Yeah. Like, he said it already. <laughs> no, but it's been so funny. Um, it's 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 all been so di- different and varied. Everyone's had yeah. different life experiences. But for me personally, with the, the Paul McGrath one was an that's extra. The one I watched. Yeah, it's an it was an extra special one for me. Um, yeah. 
I mean, if you if you told me, like, asked me, like, two years ago, who would you like to cook for? I would have said Paul McGrath. Would have been really? would have been at the table. Absolutely, because I remember like I said to it on the on to, on the show, and there's a few things that I said that uh, kind of you know you're chatting backstage and backstage, um, but you know you you grew up in Ireland, and you know there wasn't a lot of people of my hue yeah. in uh, growing up in Ireland at the time, and you see someone put donning the Irish jersey and going out, and not only. Not only do, putting on the jersey, but doing everything in his power to make that jersey stand out and mm. get, bring us to the World Cup and back. Um, I always kind of had that resonance with him that, mm. um, you know, had the Paul McGrath jerseys and everything like like everyone did. But there was that kind of actually, you know, you're in a crowd of 45,000 people and you're all singing the same song. But there's just that slight little disconnect. And mm. you, you kind of see Paul McGrath coming on the pitch. And I remember I said to him on the day, it was, um, I was like, listen, yeah, as, as we, were, we just said there about half an hour ago that uh, what Ireland is going to be in maybe 50, 60 years and people are going to look back on people like you and uh, and Phil Lynott and, um, and and say like, you know, this is this is where kind of where it's not, yeah, I suppose where it started, but mm. people are going to have something to look back on. And um, yeah, no, it's one of the things that, no, my face is, but the face doesn't match the Freedom Fighters, the Pierces or the Wolf Tones and everything else. But, yeah. um, and, and I, it's just, I think, kind of, you, you feel included, you know, and he's mm. always kind of made me feel that. Hey, that's so lovely to hear you say that, because obviously I can't relate to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just such a, that's 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 why sport is so important or that's why diversity mm. in sport and entertainment is so important because we get to our children our our youth get to 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 look at tv and and see themselves or to um see see something that resonates with them that allows them to then go on to to achieve or to believe that they can achieve anything in their life for sure mm. so it's well Thank you so much for no, coming in. That was a good chat. I really appreciate it. Did yeah. you enjoy it? Yeah, I, did. I was just because, geez, I haven't sat down in a while and I just had a chat with someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, standing that was, over we kind of covered there. a lot of ground there. A lot done. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming no, in. No, I appreciate the, the call. You're welcome. You're welcome. That is it. Episode, it's a big one. Episode 50. You don't episode have the, 50. Yeah, well, Shane requires. was meant to bring them, but he, he's so sick. Well, we do have a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, it was really good as I well. I suppose that'll do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nearly half gone there. Um, but thank you so much for joining us for the 50th episode of The First Exchange. Oh, my pleasure.